Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Charlie is welcome to an episode of Tommy Talk. My name is Juan. Did much for Anthony. It's a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. And as you can see again, I'm in a non-disclosed secure location. So, Anthony, how are you doing? Uh, same as always. <laughs> <laughs> There's not not much any, to update. <laughs> any update yeah. with your crazy bulging uh, balls on no, your wrist I, and arms? <laughs> I think I already mentioned it's not. I'm not going to be able to have it looked at until after I come back from Ireland. Um, my hand has been swelling up every time after I do. You can tell. I, I don't know if you can tell. It's kind of swollen, and it hurts to turn my wrist like this. So. Um, it only happens after I do judo now. So I'm thinking of probably laying off of using this wrist a little bit because uh, you you were um, recovered your class yesterday. So I ended up teaching three classes in a row. And I mm-hmm. think that really flared up my uh, my wrist. So, um, yeah, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get it sorted out. Maybe it's just carpal tunnel. I don't know, because I've been working a lot on the computer lately, too. So it mm-hmm. could be that. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad to see you're still alive and thank you for covering my class. Yes. I had to think, had a situation happen, so I had to take a day off. But let's get to some interesting judo news. So here in America, as we talked about before, we've been talking about the thing about how the American Judo Alliance has broken up and how USA Judo has been seeming to be using Jimmy Pedro's American Judo system to hold more tournaments. Because that's one of the big things about the Alliance was that, oh, we could have more tournaments. We'll have USGA tournaments, USAF tournaments, USA Judo tournaments, just more things to compete. Well, something that's happened lately, and I've talked about this during our episode, is that I've noticed that Jimmy Pedro's American Judo Alliance, uh, American, American Judo, Judo System, system. American Judo System, uh, they're holding tournaments now. They're got sanctioned from USA Judo. So they're going to have a big tournament. Uh, they're in the summertime. It's going to be July 4th. It's a USA Judo tournament. Four points. That's what I saw on the paperwork that they're going to give them points for this tournament. I don't. I didn't see if it was for adults or juniors. So it could be for both of them. It could be for only juniors. I don't. I don't know. I just want it for adults. I bet. I don't. I don't. I, don't know. I should look into that more. It's going to be in Patterson, New Jersey. And do you know what the name is? Uh, you already know what the name of the tournament is going to be. Well, you already told me. You told me a story. Yeah, already, so. Some of our fans, are, some of our viewers might already know what the name of this is. And me being a big uh, wrestling mark, a big wrestling guy, I think it's hilarious. And I'm pretty sure that I'm surprised they haven't got sued yet. The name of this tournament is SummerSlam. <laughs> Don't these like just, trademark kind of things go state by state? Uh, maybe no, it's, uh, I think it's the U.S. trademark. I don't think it's a state uh, trademark. Okay, all right. It could. I don't know. I think it's probably. A, so, as some of you may or may not know, the WWE has a big wrestling show of the year. It's their second biggest show of the year, other than WrestleMania. They have SummerSlam. That's their biggest party of the summer. They've been using that name since '80s, early '90s, <laughs> '80s. They've been using that name. So, I think it's interesting that Jimmy Pedro, their their system, or their advertising group decided like yeah we're gonna call it summer slam also and i get it you know it's a summer tournament mm-hmm. you're slamming people on the mat i totally understand it but i just think it's hilarious that they use a wrestling name for the name of your tournament <laughs> um so the prizes are pretty interesting too now this is a little side thing that i think is pretty cool so for the youth champion you're gonna get a patch so i assume it's gonna be a back patch be like a uh, summer slam champion youth or something on the back back patch people love that and stuff so i think it's kind of cool for the kids it's really neat but the adults <laughs> for the senior elite champions do you you i've told you this already but mm-hmm. do you know what they get 
I, I already know, so you might as well just <laughs> tell the audience. You're terrible at this. You're terrible at suspense. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. They get a samurai sword. <laughs> Not a katana. Even though it would be a katana. They get a samurai sword. Champions. That's something that some BJJ tournament does. I think it was Naga or something. Yes. They give you a katana, a samurai sword. Yeah. But it was Naga, mostly it was mostly a yeah. kid's thing, I think. It was to to get the kids to come and compete. So oh, I get a samurai sword. Are you serious? They're giving kids samurai swords? They're yeah, obviously katanas? they're like fake. They're not like okay. real meta. They're probably like plastic or something or or oh um, my god, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> you got some ten year old swinging a sword around. I'm a champion. <laughs> this sword all over the place. So that was very interesting that one, the USA Judo is um, having the American, uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Pedro's American Judo system holding tournaments. They're holding a few of them. Uh, one of them got canceled, I believe, which is sad. But more tournaments are better for certain areas that don't get a lot of tournaments. I hope they put tournaments in places that don't have them that much. I know that um, we talked about this last episode. There's so in LA or in California, you have Golden State Championship in uh, mm-hmm. New Jersey. They're gonna have is at the Garden State Championship now. I've never heard that term before, but there's a big deal about this and happening. So it's good for them. They yeah. have little state tournaments, mm-hmm. and this is a um, USA Judo tournament. So again, if you're not part of the federation, then you have to go get that federation, which some people don't like, some people do like. Mm-hmm. Which is going to go into our next topic. Is there anything you want to say about this interesting tournament called SummerSlam? I mean, I don't know anything about wrestling, so. Um, but like we said, uh, if this is for points, then it's kind of uh, proving. I don't want to say proving, but it's like more evidence about what we said in the previous episodes about how Jimmy Pedro's and um, the American Judo system and USA Judo probably had something planned all along um, in regards to cooperation. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they had a plan. Like we said, they had the plan. They're not stupid. So, yeah, when the alliance ended, they did have a backup plan, and Jimmy Pedro wanted it. <laughs> not, I'm not saying he wanted the alliance to break down. Say he had this plan and said he wanted to hold these tournaments and stuff. So I mean, he had they had a good idea of what they want, I yeah. guess. All right, so going into that, when we had our last episode of um, talking about the federations and how much the dues are. Now mm-hmm. here in the U.S., there is the USA Judo. That's the main one that uh, that. Uh, uh, is an alliance with IJF and stuff. That's where we center international competitors. They're the ones that deal with all this stuff. So them, they cost, is it, it's 100. Well, it's normally $100. Mm-hmm. And then there's USJF and USJA. USJF right now um, regularly is $70. A USJA is regular 72 is also 70 as well, but they lowered their feet to 60 right before the alliance broke up. And now they all have their little, Join now and we'll give you a discounted rate because of uh, Proish, um, was it, um, uh, what, the, what are they calling it? Uh, just because of tournaments coming up, because there was something about people buying uh, buying memberships for a tournament and some tournaments getting canceled. So they're like, yep. okay, we're going to discount the rate for people. Okay, we're gonna yeah, Everyone money. had their own discount program. Uh, yeah, I think USA Judo was going to prorate you for the rest of the year, which honestly isn't really a discount if you think about it. Um, it's just allowing you to pay for a partial membership basically not really a discount yeah. usjf had a discount actual discount like they'll give you like a discount for the for the actual annual membership and then i forgot what usja did probably nothing so <laughs> they just kept theirs at 60. yeah so one of our members asked us um do you want to read the do you want to read the question or should i just i need to pull it up so you can we can just summarize what, right, what so- they said 
Not our members, our one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, what are I say members for some reason? Like we have a like we have a Patreon or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make some money off of this. Still doing this for the love of the game. Still doing this for the love of the game. All right. So they were saying that in in Britain that it's one federation out there and that it's the it wasn't that much cost. How much was it? It wasn't a whole lot. Remember? Oh, okay, I might as well just pull it up. So keep keep yeah. talking. I'll pull it up. All right. So his thing was that if Britain's wasn't expensive, that one is makes it easier because they have one federation. We have three. It wasn't Britain. It was I- Ireland. Ireland. It was Ireland. Okay, yes, it was, it was Ireland. 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 What's what's their federation called? That. What do you what do you think? Ar- it's called? Ireland Judo Federation. Ireland. <laughs> nah, it has to be something cooler than that. So there's that in America are just so expensive, and is that something that's keeping people from joining judo? Because most judo programs run out of community centers. Um, just they're mostly we're we're not that many. Not a lot of us have for-profit dojo most of us work work at a community centers and stuff they're little community programs they're out of another dojo or something they're not for profit so we're doing this at the love of the game and that's why a lot of us don't own our own insurance so what we get around that is you have to have you join one of the federations for insurance purposes and is that when you tell people to sign up because i know people come to us it's like okay you got a few dollars a month that's great that's a great deal i love that and we tell them yeah but you got to join a federation also so if you're a citrus color just starting out you can join USJF or USJA. That's going to cost you $60, $70. If you're a brown or black belt, we prefer you to be part of USA Judo. That's going to cost you $100. And some people get a little like, whoa, 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 that's a lot of money right there. And mm-hmm. to me, it's, like, it's a one-time fee. It's a once-a-year fee. We're not charging you $60 or $70 or $100 a month for insurance. It's a one-time thing. And I know Anthony was brings up, well, it's mostly for tournaments, but then people say, well, I'll have my own insurance. But it's not... It's in case you get hurt, but it's also in case you get hurt on our time or on our mat. Or sue them. <laughs> so, yeah, or to sue us. So like, hey, we got the Federation to back us so, up. So uh, Gerard, who was a listener, said um, it was $35 uh, British sterling pounds, which is around 42 70 So let's say $43 US okay. dollars. So yeah, forty three dollars so. is still less than sixty. It's less than seventy. It's way less than a hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is that something you think is holding people back? Do is that really people discouraging people when they come to a dojo and mm-hmm. they hear like, oh, this dojo charges thirty bucks a month, or let's say thirty to sixty bucks a month, and they get told, oh, it's going to cost you another sixty or seventy to join the federation. Is that something you think is holding people back? I mean, I think kind of, but not really. Because this is based off my experience as someone who trained at different clubs and also um, someone who does a lot of the signing up of people at our dojo. Mm-hmm. Most people just don't question it, you know? The And then the don't question it crowd breaks up into two, which is one, which is like, why do I need to do this? And then two, it's like, well judo is so cheap anyway so i don't but this is one time they see as an annual fee they just see as a part of the membership fee so mm-hmm. most people don't even care about it nobody think nobody even thinks about the organization like the most common question i asked was like what's the difference between the three and i was like how do i answer that to some someone that just walked in to sign up judo is like what's the difference between the three organizations because mm-hmm. we accept all three right but a, yeah. another club wouldn't have that It'll just be like, you have to join this judo or this one that we're loyal to. But for us, it's like, what's the difference between the three? Why all three of them cost differently? I'm just like, that kind of, uh, the fact that we can't explain 
for that to them what the differences are like they don't care about the belts yet they don't care about the politics they don't care about tournaments as a white belt like mm. why what well, there's absolutely no reason that they have to pay for that um mm-hmm. so that's one and then there's the the other group which is like why am i literally like they actually question it and was like why am i paying for this so mm-hmm. they're like wait insurance i have my own insurance why why do i need this like if in case we sue you isn't that what the waiver is for like so there's there's people who ask that but it's not very often um i've only had the people that did say well i'm not going to sign up because of this kind of thing it's usually when it's compounded along with the other costs like buying a judo gi um the 20 like the th- we have the th- option for three months that you can do the sign up for three months thing. And then the $20 community center fee. And then, so you add everything up The startup costs, um, is between 150, one, no 200 and like 300 anywhere between that. And to some people, that's a lot. They're like, I thought judo was cheap. We did get a few people that walked, walked in and said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, if, if you automatically take off that fee, then, that lowers the startup cost of judo and that would pe- more people would uh, be willing to give judo a, a, a try. Um, mm-hmm. But ultimately I think the most confusing thing is just people want, it, it's kind of like what I call it. It's not the problem of money at this point. Cause like I said, it's compared to BJJ compared to karate compared to Taekwondo, even two, 300 startup costs is not that much. Um, and there is some sort of merit, even though I mostly disagree with Jimmy Pedro and um, Trevor Stevens about what they said about uh, if you make people pay more money, they're going to value it more. Mm-hmm. I think there is a little bit of truth in that, but not, I, I don't think like just doing that overnight, people will just value judo more, but it will filter out the people that are just like, Oh, it's only $20. I'm going to like try a judo class and waste everyone's time. Cause yeah. um, my, I used to train Wing Chun and my instructor would have like, he charges a $20 trial class fee. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you decide to continue training, that $20 goes towards your membership fee. But if you came in and tried a class $20 and he's just going to, and leave, then he just made $20 for you trying a class basically. Cause he doesn't want people to waste his time, but people saw that $20 is such a low fee that they would pay that $20 as like a, as a trial. So he ended up like tripling it making $60 (laughs) a $60 tryout fee. Wow. Yeah. Again, like he was charging, he was charging $80 a month. Um, but people were wasting his time with the $20. Like Mm -hmm. he has to like go over all the basics. It's annoying. Even though if you have the assistant instructors and all that stuff to be able to pull them aside and teach them all the basic stuff, it's just annoying. And it's, um, what do you call it? Demoralizing, you know, you're emotionally investing into this person. Mm-hmm. But which is part, which is part of running a, a school. But um, yeah, so that kind of worked. And the amount of people that came through were uh, there was less people coming through, but mm-hmm. the retention rate was higher. Like the people that did walk through, they were more serious about giving, giving Wing Chun a, a fair shot. Mm-hmm. So I think there is that kind of factor, uh, kind of thing factored in where if you lower the, the cost, um, the startup cost, there will be more people coming in, but, um, there will be more people come in, but more people that don't take it seriously, basically. 
in terms of starting uh, trying it out. Um, the other part is I think it's it's kind of like a service, kind of like why how how mo, why most people pirate things. Um, pirate? Who does that? That's so, <laughs> I, I'm disgusted by that. As someone that like, look, in, look at look at how successful look at how successful the streaming services are, right? Like, mm. and this is like Netflix and all that kind of stuff that didn't came out after pirating was already a thing for a long time. And it was because there was no easy access to um, uh, content, basically. When you make something easy enough to, to sign up, to consume, and you're providing a service that's good, people will sign up for it. Like I signed up for Netflix. I, I, I'm i going to go on record and say, I used to be like, man, I got to go to like fucking blockbusters and like get a VHS or like, I, I remember going to blockbusters in Hong Kong and getting the, what do you call it? The laser disc. Do you remember like the disc? Oh, huge? I remember laser disc. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember laser disc. I'm gonna yeah, we had a laser disc those. player. And then like when you put the laser disc in is like, if the rental was scratched, then it, it skips and like, yeah. So, mm. It's a certain, I'm like, why am I doing this? I just download something and then it works and I can play it whenever I want kind of thing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. There's no, also when um, Netflix first came out, um, do you have to mail the DVD back in and then kind of stuff. Then when the streaming service started, there's like buffering. Sometimes the quality is low, you know, it's like 480p, 720p versus it. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a first world problems here. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, nowadays it's it's still a problem to some place uh, for some people that live in rural places, which is why Redbox is still a thing because uh, Redbox is like a VHS DVD rental kind of thing. I, you go to like a Seven Eleven and outside there's a little bo- uh, vending machine that's where a you, red box. yeah, that's a red box that you. Do. But anyway, my point is <laughs> the point of all what I'm saying is when you make it so you're like okay, you gotta sign up for this, then you gotta sign up for this, and then you make sure you renew this, then people are gonna be like, oh, that sounds so confusing. Versus if we're, we're like, okay, the dojo is $100 a month or $150, and you include whatever the hell with fees. Like, you, you give a mechanism for the dojo to sign up for these people. Like, I, ethic, like, not ethics aside, principles aside, let's say we decide to be a USJA club, mm-hmm. then they should offer a mechanism for us to sign people up for them because right now we can't sign people up for them they have to do it themselves whether it's online or through a form they have to like mm-hmm. put in all their own per- personal information sign if they're, if they're a kid a guardian has to sign it they need to have a mechanism where the dojo can sign up for these people um then that way we do all the paperwork and we can just straight up say hey just come in pay the 150 dollars. that's the membership it includes the insurance includes the USJF membership fees and all that stuff. And that makes the, makes it more easy for people to come in versus imagine calling us. And then we have to explain all the fee schedules to them. Like, Oh, you can sign up for USJA, USJF or USA judo. USA judo is a hundred dollars. USJF is 70. USJA is 60. What is the difference between the three? Well, if you're, you want your kid to be an Olympian, he has to go <laughs> sign up for USA judo and sign up for all these points. USJF is 10 more dollars expensive. There's no difference from USJA. But they do offer a short-term membership. So if you want to try judo out for less than a year, you can pay twenty-five dollars for one month or forty-five dollars for three months. So you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. imagine you're like calling and asking about it, and you're just like, "What the hell's going on? Like, how much do I yeah. pay again?" Just, and then there's the judo gi, and then there's the twenty-dollar community center fee. <laughs> so it, it when you do that, that's definitely that's the barrier that I think of. So. 
<laughs> no, it is funny because when you get people that come in and stuff and you tell them, they're like, yeah, judo is $50 a month. And I guess, I think because they see all these Taekwondo dojos that always post up like $90 for two months, free gi, uh, $50, one month mm-hmm. membership, free gi, or $20 for two week trial plus free gi. It's always the, for me, sometimes it's always, it's always those two things. It's always the Federation, which confuses them. Some will get that. They'll understand for insurance stuff. But then it comes to a gi and they're like, uh, how much is a gi going to cost? And you tell them like, oh, 50, 60 bucks, depending on how big you are and stuff. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. like, what? I was like, you can buy one online if you want on your own and stuff. And then come with the BGJ or something. But the reason the Taekwondo dojos can do that, because they'll give you that like that free paper thin white Taekwondo gi that's, that's super mm-hmm. cheap to make, I bet. Probably like cost yeah. nothing to make. So that's why they give them for free. Those things are like paper thin. You can't buy, you can buy a cheap judo gi. But then if you want to, if you love doing judo, you enjoy it. You're going to find another one anyways. That's what all of us do. We're going to find 10 geese anyways, but it's just, that's the one that always catches me. Like federation stuff will be like, okay, a little hesitant, but then we come the geese are like, I got to buy a gi too. It's like, yeah. And it's going to cost you 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> it, it, it may or may not work. Maybe I think it might help out a little bit. Oh, getting people in the door. If we lower the price to federations, it might help you get in the door. I don't, I don't think the but, price is the issue. Like I said, it's more of the the confusion, like the the ease of, um, especially in America. Like I, I understand um, people from like Gerard uh, and also people from a lot of countries that are big on judo. It's like government funded. So they're used to like these low prices versus here in America, everyone's like judo is so cheap because they're like looking at Taekwondo and karate prices and judo is not that big in America. Gym, you know? Yeah, so BJ, um, BJJ, judo is not that big in America. What, what last time I checked, there's only twenty thousand judokas reg- registered. So even if you increase another ten thousand, thirty thousand for unregistered people, um, but then there's also people who registered like tried a month and then quit. That for the rest of the year, they counted as a registered judoka. Ha, so got him. Yeah, so I I don't think there's um that many people here. So people are used to paying more here it's just kind of like how starbucks costs more abroad you know like <laughs> same similar thing so <laughs> so another part of the question the second part was that so i guess in um, in his judo federation there's discounts that come with it and it's pretty interesting because me as i'm a sag actor and there's supposed to be certain things with sag that you get the sag discount so Say you're this judo federation, you're a judo member. That means you get maybe a discount at this judo key place. Or, okay, let me go through, let me do this SAG. So I'm a SAG actor. I'm part of SAG. That means that I go to SAG website. There's supposed to be certain discount places. Now, most of those places don't honor their thing. That's what happens with me. They don't honor the negotiation. They don't honor certain things. Like um, I'm supposed to get discounts at certain hotels. I'm supposed to get a discount at, um, at a, what's that? What's that? AMC theaters. But AMC changed your thing, so now you can't just buy one ticket or two tickets. You can like a bulk of tickets or like 10 tickets or something now. It's really weird. And now SAG will just be like, oh, well, we're getting rid of the SAG discount. So now just go into Union Plus and go through there and just say go through your SAG membership to get union discounts. So what he was saying is that in his country, that if you join the Federation, there are discounts like that. So maybe it's this Federate, this um company will give you a 10% off of your gear, some trips off your gear. You get discounts at this place, you get discounts at that place. I'm not sure exactly. What I was kind of an interesting thing to me is that, do you think if maybe the federations did that, would that maybe increase people joining or get more interested in judo? As far as I, I know, USA Judo does that. 
how um, they, like well, other than the American judo system, how that's combined now. Oh how, no, no, that, yeah, no, they they actually do. They don't list it because it ch- it changes all the time. And honestly, the um, for example, the I I don't I can't, I just tried to look it up as you were talking about that, and it, okay. I can't find an official list probably yeah, because it changes because it changes all the time. Um, uh, but the most common discounts you get is like Marriott hotel airline discount kind of thing. And honestly, the discount's kind of a joke. You're you're better off like um using other discount programs, I think. But um yeah, they're usually like, oh, stuff that helps athletes travel and compete kind of thing. They get like a slight a slight discount. Um but then if you don't know about it, no one knows about it, no one's gonna be using it. Well, that's the point. So should they it's, advertise it's more, it more should they put it out there more? Yeah, but then advertising like I said, it, it takes I'm sure it changes all the time and there's all these strings attached and sometimes they would just rather not this is again this is what I think okay mm-hmm. um if you're if you're like oh you get like a ten dollar off your airplane ticket <laughs> like do you want to advertise <laughs> that do you, would you say like oh yeah. get ten dollars off your airplane ticket yeah point five percent off your yeah. airline ticket <laughs> would you advertise that or would you rather say sign up for USA judo and you get various membership discount benefits with various sponsors like well then there <laughs> should be a thing on the website front page when you when you log in or you just go to the website okay not even log in just go on the website and say like there's a discount page okay and you guys so tell me let, let what me the give discounts you are okay let me that give would you do, another that would have to go to oh hold on, hold on let me finish this damn joke all right <laughs> then i have to log i sign up log in go to my page and then from my page i can go to discounts and then i see what cheap cheap discounts i'm going to be getting you, I, for those who went to college um you remember those education discounts you get for macbooks and oh, yeah, apple products oh yeah it was like discount hell yeah it was like a hundred dollars off of like a thirteen hundred fifteen hundred dollar computer like <laughs> and then like the cheap macbooks at a time like the eight hundred nine hundred dollar macbooks it was like fifty dollars off like so that kind of reminds me of that and also um I work for, I do some consulting for the government, right? So I get like government discounts on um, hotel, hotel rates. And many times when I go on trips and I look up the government discount, it's either, like I said, it was like $10 off per night or something like that. But mm-hmm. but then there's like, oh, you don't get points for, for your stay or oh, something like you that. Oh, your points. That you love that, your points, or or if you if you don't use the government rate and you buy the non refundable rate, it's always going to be cheaper. I think mm-hmm. I remember something like that. So I never ever use that stupid discount that comes with the with the government benefits thing. So, um, yeah. So that's why that's how I feel about most of that. And Gerard didn't really mention uh, what kind of discounts I think you get. Yeah, uh, provides discounts with various restaurants, accommodations, and shops across Northern Ireland. So, um, yeah, restaurants would be nice. I would use that if it's like not TGI Fridays, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's Denny's. You get ten percent off at Denny's. All right. Maybe hey, uh, Denny's is a very common um, American place. Denny's, not Japanese yeah. Denny's. American Denny's. It's a very common place I actually go to. That and um, IHOP for um, post weigh in. Uh, Post morning weigh in breakfast. Oh, at, at don't lie, Anthony. You're a Waffle House guy. Don't lie. I see the Waffle House all the time. I've never been Saturday. to Waffle House. <laughs> Late night Saturday nights, Waffle House. I see there all the time, causing trouble. All right. Don't lie. 
Yeah, but the key th- is there anything else you want to talk about a discount? Because I want to talk about the key thing that uh, Gerard mentions in his email. No, my thing is just if it was maybe they offered it, it might be an incentive to some people. So you're getting something with it, especially for the more expensive one, like USA Judo. Mm-hmm. To me, US, uh, USJF, USJA, not giving discounts is kind of fine. But I do know this is one thing that it's not exactly the same, but if you do go to tournaments, there usually will be vendors there and they'll usually give like a discount that day, mm-hmm. like a 5% or something discount. No, there's no, I went to USA Judo tournament, no discounts. The, what I did that I did mm. get a discount was wait until the end of the day when they were packing up and then they're trying to get rid of all their inventory. And then I got a discount on my, uh, my blue Mizuno gi there. Okay. See, it's a discount. Wasn't at the tournament. <laughs> Sky but that was because it was the end out. of the day and you you risk not <laughs> having your size. Like if you wear like a size three or size four, I'm sure like um, you're not going to get any of that when the, the thing's over. Um, but uh, otherwise, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, size six. Perfect. So, mm-hmm. All right. All right. So what do you want to say? Last thing. Yeah. So the key thing that Gerard said was they offer information for clubs on how to maximize social media and local presence. Um. Yeah, so not sure how it is with yourselves, but committee members can be parents or Q grade club members. <laughs> so let's let's uh, we find it gives buy in from families and all members as committee members and volunteers. That's a really uh, let's break it up into two parts, right? So one, they offer information for clubs and on how to maximize social media and local presence, uh, local press. So I guess presence or media, uh, newspaper. I don't know which one, but um. Yeah, so we mentioned that how Judo Canada has a, a, a um, tatami loan program and they have all these resources on how to start your own club, how to, um, they, they offer like assistance to lend you tatami mats, essentially kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe like help you navigate how to start your own business, how to start a loan, uh, get a loan and all that kind of things. I don't think USA Judo or any of the federations do that, right? As far as I know. I, yeah, as far as I know, I don't think I've heard anything like that other than the programs that, um, like how out here we have the LA 24, but that's not, um, uh, let's not talk about that. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a different episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that isn't directly a USA or USJ, USA Jude or USJF or any of them. That's an individual thing. But yeah, really, I don't hear anything about that. Uh, Jimmy Pedro was, um, well, I think it was more here, but Travis talking about that, that, um, with the American judo system, when they're trying to get off the ground, mm-hmm. that they were going to give you tools and help explain to you what to do to grow your business, grow your dojo and grow your. Yeah, thing. But how much so, is he charging for it? Well, <laughs> if you're part, if you join USA judo, it's part of it, right? No, it's not. It's not. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> it's not. Oh my God. I'll tell you, I'm, I'll tell you how much it costs right now. American judo system. Okay. Um, it's a separate, like kind of like BJJ fanatics, judo fanatic kind of like, um, mm-hmm. purchase kind of yeah. thing. Um, let's see consulting the vip subscription is 499 i'm assuming that's either per year or per, per month like, 400 say. or four dollars uh every uh four four hundred so it's five hundred dollars for okay. a year uh if you pay for the whole year mm-hmm. no, that's the vip okay um well they really redid the <laughs> they don't, they're not offering that wow Okay. There's only VIP now. Nothing no, they, else. I'm trying to find the original videos that they had. It, apparently, they don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess it's just a month regular subscription. Um, coaching development. 
referring. I, yeah, I guess the consulting is that they used to sell, um, there's a coaching course, but there used to be like a business course kind of thing that you can buy. And I don't know. I thought it was like thousands of dollars, but maybe they adjusted the price or, or reorganized their, um, their offering price, like mm-hmm. their, uh, their products. Um, anyway, th- th- so basically it was expensive. Let's just say it that way. Um, versus if you want to grow judo, like why would you not spend your money on that versus spending money hosting tournaments? Like I, I don't, I would not understand. Um, and also you shouldn't be seeking out volunteers. This is kind of tying into the LA judo Thing, uh, the parks and rec thing. I don't think you should be seeking volunteers, especially from existing clubs, like mm-hmm. uh, coaches and stuff from existing clubs to volunteer for this. You should be looking for people like black belts or brown belts that want to start their own club and make this a long-term thing, not like a part-time job. Um, once the Olympics is over, then fuck off kind of thing. Like <laughs> We don't know yet. We don't know. We don't know yet. All yeah, right. but, but these are these, yeah. So they why won't why won't they help them start businesses or these programs? I I really want to bring on my old um sensei on to talk. I, I keep saying that, but I keep forgetting because he he basically started his own after school program and used community center and he start started his own I guess nonprofit or whatever. But he need we need you need to work with people like that, not mm-hmm. start a program and be like, hey, by the way, who who wants to like work for like. $20 per class. It was like this $20 an hour, not like an hour and a half or something. So yeah, that's, that's what I think uh, they should do is help people who are interested in starting clubs, start clubs. This, this way you have like an, um, a buy-in and also you have a long-term investment into the growth of American judo versus just like a short-term thing until the money runs out. Does that make sense? Like the, the funding runs out for the Parks and Recs program. But uh, this is before we, uh, this is assuming that the money is not earmarked in a certain way, the money that the Olympic Committee gave the, the USA Judo and City for this. But anyway, but that's where our membership fees should be going. Not, I think, not hosting tournaments. So, or whatever they, I don't know how the tournament finance works because they, as far as I know, some of them make money out of tournaments when they host it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Or even so tell, the, teach people how to host tournaments. Like, do do you need a black belt? Do you need, do you need a black belt to host a tournament? Do you need a to be six don and pass Olympic team member, Olympic coach to run a tournament? I don't know. I think, I think you, that you just know, need someone with good organizing skills. You have to know three katas, okay? <laughs> you have to win at least one <laughs> world championship. The new and... the new kata the new kata is going to be. Uh, how to host a tournament kata. <laughs> it's a tournament no kata. <laughs> tournament no kata. Yeah, but it is... So, I don't know. It's kind of tough because it's... You want to draw people to your mm-hmm. own dojo, not draw them somewhere else. So, that's why I see that's why I see these programs having troubles. But at least here in LA, having a little... Well, that's that's the, that's the conflict of interest and crab in a bucket mentality yeah. that we're, we talk about. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Someone wants to open a dojo ten miles away from you, and you're you feel threatened, and you're I don't know. That says something about <laughs> your the be inse- ten miles from me. It says, some, it says something about the insecurity of your your uh, ability as a to run a school or as a teacher. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I think it's always weird, the weird thing about it, you know. Like um, they like said, it's just eh, I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much because I don't want to get people mad at me. Like I care. 
Yeah, but what what do you what do you think? Because you talked about recently about getting more involved at running tournaments, probably mm-hmm. uh, possibly at our our dojo or at yeah. a, or something to start like a Hollywood judo tournament annual well, tournament or something like that. So what how, what do you think? Like, do you think? Well, my view is that since I'm getting older, you know, I'm not going to be competing for as long as I, uh, I want to compete as long as I can. You know, like right now I'm in training to go to Golden State Open. But even now I'm thinking like, man, I got to cut a few, a little bit of weight and I'm not dreading it. Before I was younger, it's like, I cut a little bit of weight. Who cares? Now I'm older. I'm like, oh my God, I got to cut some weight. I got to start eating right. I got to be doing some more running, put my plastics on, you know, do all this stuff. So I'm like, as I get older and I'm not going to be able to compete, I want to do something else. Maybe help out our dojo and help out the community of here in Los Angeles. And one thing I love is how Mojica has two tournaments every year. And I was thinking, why can't we do something like that here in, at Hollywood? And I was like, we can use our main mat, get two more mats. And this is one thing I was thinking also is just, I wanted to promote judo for everybody, but in a better way, in my, in my opinion. And one of my things is like, I see kids, I, we always complain about how there's no adult competing in judo. Teenagers are competing up in judo. Well, it's because teenagers... And adults don't like waiting all day for the for the kids to go. And then they get up at halfway at like three o'clock or something, four o'clock. We're finally competing. The refs are tired at that time. The staff's tired at that time. And you see people winning with like, oh, that's barely a wasati, whatever. Ipon, he went down. That's a coca. doesn't matter. Ipon, I'm tired. I want to go home. So one of my things was that I want to maybe have like a two-day tournament or have a one weekend's going to be the adults and teenagers. One weekend's going to be for kids. This is something I want to do that I think it will help promote judo in my eyes. That I think that help out a situation because people always complain about we don't have enough kids. We don't have enough, we have enough kids. We don't have enough teenagers and adults. So let's make it easier for teenagers and adults. And that's just something that I was thinking about doing later in life. And we talk about buying mats and stuff, how much it would cost to buy mats. You know, we have the, at our community center, we have our dojo. We also have the main hall. And we have spaces here at our dojo that I think we could absolutely use. And if I ran a tournament, I would use like every space of this place pretty much because I would use our main hall, put two mats in there most likely. We have the stage where I could do all the staging at. We have the annex building that we could do all the food and have people sit down and hang out at. We have nice bathrooms, okay? We have to have some bathroom monitors to make sure they stay clean and an actual locker room so people don't have to be changing their clothes in on piss-filled floors, all right? This is something I'm thinking for later to promote judo. Like this is still for me a long ways away. Like still I'm on my 10 years away still before I plan on trying this, before we're going to try this endeavor. And you're Anthony, guess what? You're helping me with this. All right. <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> guess what? You're doing this with me. All right. It'd be so I, I was Tommy more Hawk. thinking of like, if <laughs> let's say a parent, let's say a parent of a, a, a child just retired and he wants to hold um, more, or even a grandparent of a child retired and was interested in judo only did judo for like 10 years as a kid or never did judo before. What if they're like, I want to, I'd like what my grandchildren are doing. I want to start hosting tournaments. They're not going to let you host tournaments. They're going to be like, go volunteer at, to work at a concession stand. The, the tournament, this other guy, six Don guys hosting yeah. or something. But for something like that, I would say if we have one of our students, we have one of our students that his mm-hmm. grandfather, enjoys what we do, enjoys how we're teaching and gives us donations all the time. If he came to us and said, Hey, I want to help out with one of your guys' tournaments. I'd be like, great. We have our little in-house tournaments. If he said, I want to do some more grander. I'd be like, let's talk about it. But it's the thing you have to communicate and talk with the dojo you're part of. And we've had people that are, uh, we had an older gentleman that his wife was part of the community center's uh, choir that did judo when he was younger. 
he used to come watch us all the time and have like, just come watch, hang out, have a good time. If he wanted to help out, I'd be like, you can do anything you want off the mat. <laughs> if you want to get on the mat, be careful, please. But it's like, it's, I want to bring people in. Don't be scared to ask if I can help or there's something I can do. You're all, you're going to, what's the old saying? You're going to miss all the shots you don't take. So if you don't ask, you don't know. And that's my thing. Like, yeah, they can't do it individually, but work with your dojo or work with a dojo that's new you or something that you like, like you, you're, you're super nice. You go train at another dojo on, on Thursdays and you even help them with their in-house tournament. Did they yeah. ask you or did you volunteer? I volunteered to help. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're a nice guy. See, you're helping people. I mean, well, to ask. Honestly, it's mutual benefit because I liked watching the kids fight and I like to see how they run the tournament. It's really eye-opening to see a local a local club teaching, basically training people how to run tables, how to draw pools, how to how to practice refereeing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go to a USA judo clinic to like they don't even have like clinics. You have to or or like if again, they don't have resources open on um you have to ask your sensei and your sensei hopefully knows who you need to go talk to, to volunteer for a table, work at a table. I don't remember the last time anyone contacted me about working at a table or refereeing or any, or any sort of that stuff. So, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I get what you mean. I just back to the original topic, like, I know we got way off topic yeah, already <laughs> back to the original topic. Basically, the national organization should provide more uh, resources for people who want to volunteer, who people who want to host tournaments, um, people who want to um, like the resources as in, if I don't know how to run a tournament or never done judo before, I should be able to figure out how do I get the insurance? How do I get the, the people I need? What kind of I, like how many refs I need for how many competitors, how many mats, how much mat space I need, what the regulations are, like all that stuff should be available um, openly or um, on request. Speaking of requests, I still didn't get that USJF uh, response, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'll bring that up again. Someone's yeah. better. <laughs> I'll bring that up every single week. Every single <laughs> every week till they send it. We should to make me. that like a special segment, like in the beginning. Like by the way, as of today, I still have not received <laughs> response from USJF. But um, as of uh, one month now, they have yet to <laughs> respond to us. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. So the second part was basically committee members can be parents or cure grade club members. So we find it by it gives buy in for families and all members as committee members and volunteers. I I totally agree with that. Like um, I I guess like you don't want like little Johnny's mom being on the athletes, like the Olympic athlete uh, committee or something, you know, mm-hmm. like that doesn't make sense, but stuff like, um, like hosting tournaments, right. Or training referees or rallying volunteers, how to get volunteers together or um, marketing or donate uh, donation drives kind of things. So those kind of committees, um, uh, school outreach programs like you, you don't need you to, to have black belt to do that like no so no. um but you there are also just, yeah. things or for me i totally have no problem with a parent or someone who wants someone from the outside wants to help out and stuff it's just i hope that they understand judo because i've seen a lot of people that don't from other dojos that allow outside parents that have never done judo before like 
start coaching or take like there was one I'm not, time I'm not, that's what i'm saying like they can't yeah. do stuff like that but then they should be yeah. able to do stuff like i said like raise donations run events um organize like clin- clinics like get people like maybe like organize people from dojos nearby for some some events like come up with ideas for events like marketing uh already said fundraising so yeah like st- stuff like that so um and also they they can just be part of the process you know and they don't have to hold a committee position they should be able to provide input and feedback and all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. but i think right now you have to be a usa judo member to even vote and then even then like depending on the what the you're voting for you might there might be additional requirements like um whether you competed at a high level before as a kid like cadet junior levels or um senior or whether you um are a shodan so it's like what, what do you call that um people would pay for a membership uh I, I know online some people said this is basically a taxation <laughs> like <laughs> this is like basically a tax you're paying for a tax that you, and but the, you're not really getting much back and so it's like taxation without representation uh-huh. so. <laughs> hey you can vote okay it's, as long as you can vote it's not in in um yeah, as long as the basis, as long as you can vote, yeah. Because I remember I got confused on that with the big, um, we talked about on one of our past episodes, the big USJA thing, because we were part, not we weren't part of it, but our dojo mm-hmm. was, because Sensei Fleet was in charge of the running, the, running the election and stuff. So people were coming after us and talking to us and sending us messages and things, like we knew everything. But when I got confused, that I thought it was only black belts were allowed to vote. And then I had a brown belt ask like, oh, since they I got an email about this. I'm like, you got an email about this. And then I got like a citrus color asking me about it. Like, what do you got? How did you get the email about this? But with that one, like they're open to any members, which I thought was only black belts. So it, it's not, it, you're getting representation because you're allowed to vote. It's just person you might not want to win, win. It's just like any election when it comes to things like that, you know? Yeah, I, I don't remember. I was Googling one day. I forgot which organization. It's either USGF or it was like uh, Yudan Shikai or something. So one of them where I was reading the election rules, the bylaws, and basically your voting power is determined by how many, how many members you have, which mm-hmm. would make sense if that's why people are like, oh, you need to sign up for USJF or whatever to join the dojo because then like they're basically adding more voting power. And I think... Also, if you're a black belt or every uh, for each higher Don rank you are, you get like an extra vote or something like that. Like, I don't remember what the rules are, but hmm. that that sounds like I don't know. I can see why they're doing that, because people who know judo should have like a stronger say, I guess, mm-hmm. on judo related issues like coaching. But um, true, true. Yeah, I can see that. And athlete development. But I I don't think they should have a stronger say on how you market judo, for example, mm-hmm. or fundraising. So, yeah. But with the question asking about like, should we allow people to do this and should be open? And I was like, yeah, I think so. But it has to do with judo. I don't want just a parent that just starts to be, well, I'm in marketing. So I should tell you guys how to do your stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want a parent that's been a coaching football their entire life coming to be like, I know how to coach football. So I know how to coach judo. I think that the, my only thing is that, that they have to understand and know judo and get judo, you know, because uh, combat sports is something totally different. Yeah. It's like I can talk of, to a wrestling coach and we'll have the same, we have yeah. um, understanding, but a, a tennis coach is going to come in and be like, I don't think you understand how hard this match being thrown. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just, I think they have to have context of what they're getting mm-hmm. into. But again, ask, 
just ask. If you want to be part of something, just ask. What's the worst you're going to say? No, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. So do you want to go well, on to the next well, question? The, yeah, but you said just ask, but part of me is like thinking they need to make it more open and welcoming. Does that make sense? Like if you're asking mm-hmm. for people to volunteer, why would you make volunteers ask to volunteer? You should, you shouldn't be like, Hey, we're open to volunteers. Here are these positions. Here are things we need help with. Like you should make it really easy for people to just raise their hand and say, I'll do that. Versus like, I need to go Google what I can volunteer, whether I qualify, whether you even need volunteers, how far do I have to travel? Like USA, USA right? Maybe the volunteer positions are only in Colorado or only in, they, they should make it more um, easy. Again, sort of back to the whole DVD rental thing, right? Like they, they need to make it easy, especially if uh-huh. you're, you're not, people giving you their time and money, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. um, you should make it really, really easy for people to, to just help if they want to. Mm-hmm. So ask and make it easy. Ask for volunteers too every now and then. Yeah, imagine where imagine if we ask for volunteers at our our um, tournaments or something, and we tell them. Uh, by the way, we're not going to tell you where the tournament is being held. Figure it out yourself. <laughs> I know you're volunteering, but <laughs> it's some, somewhere <laughs> in California. Um, the temperature is kind of warm. Um, there's a little bit of vegetation. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> imagine like playing that kind of game with your volunteers. It's, like, it's a scavenger hunt just to get to turn. Yeah, if, if I want them to volunteer, I'd be like, okay, we we need volunteers at these time slots. Like, volunteer for these certain time slots, and that that's how how it works, right? And I'm sure they do that for tournaments. Like, they do it like we need these these x amount of volunteers work this x amount of tables, and then we don't people want people to get burned out, so we're going to have people rotate in shifts. So sign up for a shift on this form online or send an email or something. It, you're not going to make them like, oh, by the way, send it by carrier pigeon. Like that's <laughs> that you're just making it difficult and it makes people not want to volunteer. Uh-huh. <laughs> or if you ha- the, the worst thing, which is why I assume is happening is you have to know someone to be able to know what positions are are available or even how to get in the process so you have to know someone who knows someone and know somebody to volunteer <laughs> yeah like let's say let's say someone some uh, white belt comes up to them and tell me they want to volunteer work at a table right now i don't know what to tell them like who do, who, i was like go ask and say philippe because he he, <laughs> he has the network to know that stuff why it's, why can't the white belt just when he signs up for usa judo or usjf or usja why can't he go on the website and just find volunteer opportunities. Like, I, if I don't you go understand. to any tournament, if you go to any tournament, go to the front desk or when they're registering. Or if why do they have morning, to go to the tournament? Because <laughs> like, if they want to go volunteer at the tournament, that's why. That's the easiest one right there. If you want to go volunteer, help out a tournament, you go to the tournament, you ask, hey, do you guys need help with the table or anything? You can go help them work at a table. If I want to volunteer at a soup kitchen, I can Google it, the soup, local soup kitchen, and probably mm-hmm. sign, email the guy and sign up right away. So you and your first world problems, <laughs> you don't know how it is back in the day, having to go places and ask having to use carry pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to use, you don't know how it is. Have to go to have to get in your car as a kid, walk to blockbusters, go find the film, hope the film is behind the box. That it's not sold rented out or something. All right. Check it out. Go back home, watch it, <laughs> rewind it again. You want to get the, the fees for not rewinding your DVD or not your DVD, rewinding your VHS. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say, why don't you just email them? And I mean, have you tried emailing USJF? Honestly, like I did a few times. Like, <laughs> how'd that go for you? Go? <laughs> as, of, as of today, <laughs> one month <laughs> no response. <laughs> no, I emailed them about certain other things too that it took like six or seven months to get a response from. So. <laughs> All right. So this has been a little fun thing. Hope this answers some questions about how we do things in America. Very weird, very out there, mm-hmm. sometimes very outdated, you know, but we're trying our best. We're trying to grow judo our own way. And that's what we do as podcast for is grow judo. Another thing that people, uh, so this is another, it's a viewer question and a Reddit question put together because we were going to, so we got this question, but we were not going to talk about it. And then we decided, well, there's a really cool Reddit question also. So we are going to talk about it. Right. with this little. Well, it wasn't a red. It was a Reddit discussion, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a question directed at us. It was just something we read well, on Reddit. Yeah. We did get the second half one about uh, about. So the one that I got was about on the mat. The one that was on Reddit was about yeah. the office. Office. Yeah. So let's go to the first one. So let's go. Okay. So so let's just get this out there. Should people or should members or judo players that only do stuff on them? So if you're only there to assist teaching, you're not teaching class yourself, you're only being assistant, you're on the mat, you don't practice yourself, you don't compete yourself, all you do is assist instructor, should you get promoted for that? Should you and can you get promoted to black belt for that work? Anthony, your thoughts? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's the episode, everybody. We're done. Yeah. No, it goes back to what I say, like the belt, in my opinion, the belt represents your club, your your sensei that gives it to you. So if he wants that, be like, oh, he wants to be known as that guy who gives out belts for people who <laughs> do that, then sure, like, then we'll know, you know? But if you live in a country where it's more centralized, I can't see that happening in the first place, but um, probably maybe you can get through by knowing the right people, you know, like, if you know what I mean. So if you have to go through the EJU to get it and you know they're all the right people in inside the the governing body to 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 do this, then no, I don't think it should happen because it's not fair. But um that's the wonderful thing about judo is you get exposed really fast. Um Yeah. And sure. I, one, if you're still able to do judo, like then obviously few rounds of run or you can already tell um i'm not talking about like comp- like going hard like just the way that someone moves and grips and stuff even if you do just like obviously if i'm like huge compared to this other guy and i'm like 20 years younger then i don't expect him to be able to throw me like it's, i'm not gonna be like oh you can't throw me you're a shitty black belt but it's like you can tell when, once you get a certain experience you can tell just from the way people move that they they they're good or they know what they're doing um so there's that. And then there's also sometimes people just open their mouths and talk about judo and you can already kind of tell, you know, mm-hmm. like I think the my, the thing I hate the most is like, you need more Kazushi. Like if someone tells me that, I'm just like, oh, you it's useless. It's a useless, um, most, mostly useless, um, uh, instruction <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or suggestion. Um, I can't think of a good analogy, but um, yeah, it's 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 just kind of like yeah, but yeah. So it, you can tell whether someone is a black belt via knowledge or black belt via 
time and grade because then they'll be old as hell mm-hmm. or um black belt via like competition you can tell right like within a few hours of spending time talking or training with the person i think so i don't think it's a really a huge problem and um the times that i have seen that happen like um it hasn't been that bad you know like the guys maybe like a mid or high brown belt or maybe like a low like not so good black belt there's still like a black belt but um it's not like they're a white belt level doesn't know anything and and got a black belt kind of thing but i haven't seen that happen yet um and again i don't think it's a huge problem it's just like worry about your own training so mm-hmm. now for me personally i'm not a fan of if you're not putting into work i don't think you get the promotion that's just my thing so when I see this happen, and I've seen it, it's actually, I've never seen it really happen from brown to black. Uh, personally, I've never seen it happen. What I have seen happen, though, is say it's a parent or someone that's an adult that helps out with kids or teenagers. Oh, man, you're going to get... <laughs> I'm going some heat for this. Yeah, because you're making it really obvious who we're talking about when you've... Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not even talking about our dojo. I'm talking about another dojo. That I, used to I, I know, you're making it really obvious which clubs no, we're I've talking seen, about because no, i'm not talking about any clubs i'm saying yeah. this is what i've seen it's what i've seen i think it's weird to me yeah. i think the excuse is sometimes kind of weak the excuse is that oh well this person's an adult i can't have an adult wearing a yellow belt orange belt or green belt helping out kids at the same rank as them and i get that i totally understand i totally get that that is still no excuse to put a brown belt on somebody okay because now that person has a brown belt and now that person is a brown belt whether and they're not going to explain to people, oh, well, I'm a brown belt because you know I know what mm-hmm. I help out this kids class and it looks bad for me helping out kids, but I'm a green belt also or a yellow belt also. It looks bad that way. No, no, they're a black, they're a brown belt now. So they're going to whole thing where they're going to go other dojos and be like, oh, he's a brown belt. They're going to expect a certain level out of them when they probably still are a uh, yellow belt or green belt or orange or blue, whatever citrus color they're at that point. They're not at that level, but the excuse of oh, well, they teach and it looks bad for me having a, a parent or a, an adult volunteer having a green belt at the same as a kid. You know, I don't like that excuse. I used to have a friend of mine help me on my karate class, okay? He was only an orange belt, but he understood things better than these teenagers did. The teenagers, this is kind of a little side thing to me, even though someone would outrank him, they would ask him, point like, oh, well, sensei so-and-so, how would I do this kick? And I'm like, he's one, he's not your sensei. Right. One, he's not a sensei. Just because he's an adult doesn't mean he's your sensei. And two, you're a red belt. You're a red belt training to get your black belt. Why are you asking this orange belt how to do this kick? Why are you asking this orange belt how to do mm-hmm. this combination? That doesn't make sense to me. That's a separate thing. So it's just weird to me when I see this because people are going to see that, that he's a brown belt or something and expect brown belt from them. Okay. So that's why I, I'm not a big fan. I just don't think like I understand it. I get I it. Agree. I don't yeah. like it. I really, really don't like it. As me, it's one of the things you're setting people up for failure. Yeah, I think there's some nuance. Like, for the most part, I agree. But I think there's some nuances. Like, it, I think at least in America, um, and from all the dojos I visited on traveling, there are certain people that are like we we talked about terminal brown belts before, right? Like people there's probably going to be brown belts forever. Um, we have a couple at our dojo. Um, because of various reasons right whether it's like um commitment issues or like they just simply refuse to learn the names of techniques and they just just want to come in and, and spar um yeah. so there's that kind of terminal brown belt and i feel like there's also brown belts of people who really 
like parents, like you're talking about parents that really just love judo coming in, getting a sweat in, getting an exercise and um, getting this exercise in and helping out the community, contributing, helping out with the kids. I think they deserve a brown belt, like even if their judo is not the best. Um, and over time, they're going to learn all the names and how the techniques and stuff. They might not be the best at it, but I think they know enough. And I think a terminal brown belt in that sense is fine. Um, it's kind of like, I think in Japan, it will be like a terminal shodan, mm-hmm. right? It's just that you get your shodan and you're stuck there. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's and it, the, yeah, and it's just a brown belt. So I think it's fine as long as you have like a, um, a, a skill floor requirement where you have to at least know certain things and be able to demonstrate like at least an old Goshi or something, you know? So maybe not like Hane Goshi, especially if they're older. I can't ex- like expect people with a bad hip to do Hane Goshi. So I expect them to do Uranage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. But um the main thing is especially they're teaching people the main thing you don't want them to do is pretend that they know something and then start spouting stuff that they have no business spouting but mm-hmm. does that make sense so oh yeah 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 like it's especially they're like oh he's a brown belt and he's been like he's a terminal brown belt he might not be that good but maybe he knows his stuff and then you have a white belt signed up and you know like, let me go ask that brown belt something and he because he has a brown belt he feels like he needs to know a lot more than this white belt and has to be able to say something then yeah um yeah I, I like even as a black belt sometimes when people ask me stuff i'm just like i'm not sure but this is how i would interpret it i will say you're better off asking someone who who actually knows the answer or specializes in this throw and even then if someone claims that they know the answer um i mean this is from work they call it trust but verify like <laughs> yeah if the guy has a red and white belt then yeah trust him he's pretty trustworthy uh-huh. But verify for yourself, kind of thing. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the famous example I like to say is like, I'm not going to say who, but for some people, it might be really obvious. Some person told me there is never, there is never ever going to be uh, pushing. There's no pushing in judo. There's only pulling. So you should always fight on your heels because there's only pulling in judo. There's no pushing. So always go fight on your with the weight on your heels. That's what someone told me. And this guy, this guy has a red and white belt. And hmm. when he told me that, I was just like, huh. okay. <laughs> really? I will well, since I'm in his class, I will try it out during Rondori. Um uh-huh. but trust but verify, right? <laughs> so uh-huh. that's that's a verify right there. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, so that you can't. This that that is called uh, in logical fallacy is called appeal to authority, um, which is why, uh, which is like someone it has a thor- authority as authoritative figure, so they must know, they must be never wrong. So mm-hmm. that's uh, appeal to authority, which is really common in the BJJ community, by the way. This guy's a black belt. He must know everything about vaccines, for example. Um, oh God! Give Anthony heat now. <laughs> Anthony, talk about me getting heat. Ah, oh, yeah, you're yeah, right there. So, jumping into the fire. Um, Just jumping into the fire. But, right no, there. I'm not talking about that. Where it's uh, <laughs> where you know stuff outside of your expertise, but even within judo, like this guy's a judo six don and above, telling me to fight. I've never ever had any martial arts training where they told me to put my weight all on my heels before. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to think like, is there any martial art where you maybe find you know, sumo? Maybe no, 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 no maybe, maybe. So 
again, there's always a chance that he's right, or maybe it's a very situational thing, or maybe I misunderstood what he said. So mm-hmm. there's always that chance, but I, I clarified. I'm like, wait, you, you're telling me there's never ever pushing in judo. There's always only pulling. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the rank thing, like I said, shouldn't be too big of an issue as long as you have a skill floor. And mm-hmm. the important thing is you make sure these people don't, misguide other people on other stuff so so for um, me which is the problem i'm worried about back to the office thing like um well that's the volunteer thing the volunteer thing not the office thing yeah so to me it's like yeah i get brown belts i get it sometimes i'm not a fan of it but i get it i understand it but to give someone a black belt just for assisting not even coaching just assisting on the mat they don't train themselves they don't compete it's someone that just just helps out at the dojo give him a black mm-hmm. belt it's they better have done like the kata they better be like going to refing they better be doing uh, yeah so koshi certification like you have to get all the certifications like you have to be like doing everything around yeah. you can do except competing and doing stuff on the mat like to me it'd be like very yeah. strict of like okay you have to do all this you jump this big ass hoop you have to jump this big ass hoop. so you, you're talking you about people who don't train at all though basically and don't just get like if you, it's well, like, well, you're, you're talking about uh, talking about assisting in judo so they're still yeah they're still participating and you you know refereeing and volunteering to all provide time and grade reduction which is i'm okay with i think yeah for, yeah um but i think the other second part you want to discuss was basically people who literally don't train at all and just yeah that'd be the second part that was the rhetoric question okay. yeah yeah so it's just to me, like, you have to go on the mat and do stuff. So like I said, brown belt, I get it. I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of it, but I understand the situation. I get it. Okay. I don't like it, but I'll live with it. All right. Compromise. Yeah. What life is all about. Compromise. So the second part of the question was that, well, we have a, it was a, it was a Reddit question. So it was about if somebody only does office work, because the right question was that there's someone at my dojo that only does office work. Is gonna get, was they going to get promoted to black belt or going to get another promotion of black belt? Was it? Uh, get promoted black belt. So they went, so, I think they went from Yon Q or Gold Q, which is like mm-hmm. um, uh, third or fourth Q, which is depending on your federation, it's like orange or green belt or blue belt mm-hmm. to black belt without yeah. stepping on the mat for over years. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting Reddit question because you know, you, you feel for people like that. You feel people mm-hmm. that don't, can't, can't get on the mat. You don't know if it's like health related just back hurts, feet hurt, arm hurts, and they can't do it, but they want to be part of the dojo still. So that you feel for them because they want to be part of the dojo. It's like, well, no, I'm going to go do office work. I'm going to sign people up. I'm going to do some office work, you know, do other things, do things around the dojo. But if they never get on the mat and they're not doing any of the work and they're not even doing the coaching and other stuff like I, like I was saying before, I don't think they should get a black belt. They can get a gift certificate. They can be praised. They can get like a handshake, get a gift, like I said, Give them something. A plaque. Not a black belt. A plaque, maybe. Yeah. People love plaques. I love plaques. Who doesn't love a plaque? Mm-hmm. Give them a medal or trophy. Ooh, a trophy. I love trophies. Give them that. But they don't deserve a black belt. I'm sorry. Some people might get mad at me for saying this. But it's like, but I do my part, but you're not doing your part on the mat. There's no black belts in office work. Might be. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Are there, are there <laughs> black belts in office work? <laughs> Someone let me know. Yeah, I mean, there's honorary black belts that's given out all the time, right? Um, yeah, Keanu Reeves those, has one. 
But even those ones scare me because you get the guys that are honorary black belts and like, yeah, but take it to their head. Here's like, oh, what I'm asking: How many times have you seen someone wear give given an honorary black belt actually wear it on the mats? Keanu Reeves, Sean. Connery. I don't know. He's never worn it on the mat. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna name another name, but they know us too well. <laughs> no, I I just think people who get honorary black belts aren't gonna. They're the type of people who deserve that honorary black belt and don't wear it on the mat you know like if, they, they, i realize it's a different thing <laughs> if you give someone an honorary black belt are you actually handing them a black belt because they could put that black belt on they could you but get a certificate i think that's something that they would just hang up you know um i don't know i think people are kind of like an honorary doctorate you know on those universities that give it out yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you would you wouldn't like <laughs> you wouldn't say like i went to like <laughs> get a phd right um yeah. So I, that's, I, I think that's complicated. Um, I wouldn't, I agree. If you, you have to at least step on the mat, I think you don't have to, you just have to show up. I, I think some people say you have to at least do some Uchikomis or Nagikomis. I think you just have to show up and participate again, participate, like do some Nawaza with people or like help out the beginners. Like, I think you just need to show up and do your timing grade. So because exactly. I a lot of people will be like, well, you're, they're not doing judo, blah blah blah. But for me, it's like, um, you're you're contributing to judo because that's basically six down and above. That's basically what it is, right? You're contributing no, you're, to. You're teaching. You're coaching. Mm-hmm. You're writing books, making videos, and stuff. There's other things you can do, but they're doing judo. Yeah. Now, so I'm some something related to judo, like just yes. just has to be. You can't. Like you can argue office work is, but I think you have to be on the mats. I, no. I definitely think you have to be on the mats. You can't argue office work is judo. No, I'm I saying mean, you can. You can argue office work for the judo club is contributing to judo based off of the previous what we said about giving back, contributing to judo. But yeah, I think definitely you have to step on the mats in in one way or the other. In your dreams, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get on the mat do some chikomis at least you know do some rondori but there's other things like there's other things you do if you if you're too hurt or injured or like there's something else you can't do like you can't take falls anymore and you can only do office work like i said you can go be a ref you can go help out with the kids class help out yeah help out with the kids class yeah what's a kid gonna do throw you yeah kick the kid out of the ashwaza the shit out of him all right (laughs) yeah but okay, so, like, just I, I don't think there, I don't think there's too much to talk about that. Um, it's not no, really. We both, we both feel the same about yeah. it. So well, it's, how do you even defend it? Is what I'm saying. Like, I, it, like I don't know. Let's hire let's hire someone to to work the front desk and give them a a, a black belt after two years. <laughs> like let's hire <laughs> at, some at intern. Least, at least five. At least five years. <laughs> okay. You get um, five years of office work. Here's a black belt. Here's your show on. Good job. Yeah. So. With that aside, um, what do you think about having like a, just like honorary black belt, right? So, like mm-hmm. that, but something that that is different. Like, um, what, what do you call it? Um, Gracie combatives or whatever they they do a thing called like Gracie. Def- it's like a self defense belt, and there's like a white stripe through it, like a white mm-hmm. line, kind of like the white line through the the women's belt in Japan that they yeah. um s- sometimes still give out. Um, what do you think about having something like that? Like so when you see someone with that, like a brown belt with that 
that stripe or whatever belt or like maybe a pink belt or something. I don't know. When you see that, they're like, okay, they've been around for a while, but they're just not like a, a fighting like thing. Also, like another thing that BJJ does is, you know, the, the black belts, uh, they have a red bar usually. I think like there's some schools do a white or a blue bar, which denotes they're not an instructor. They're just there to train or they're a comp- or they're only a competitor so um there there's stuff like that in other martial arts where it denotes you're not knowledgeable or you're not a fighting capability you're just one or the other you know so what do you think about stuff like that for judo see i think that stuff is interesting because i did have a talk with because i've seen a lot more videos a lot more pictures of people with white mm-hmm. bars i'm like what is this white bar i've never seen this before where does this come from <laughs> so i asked a friend of mine like what is this and i asked you and asked some other friends like oh it's because they're competitors still like so why don't you wear the red thing? Why do they have to put white this white bar in there? It's like, no, it's, it's to show, but I guess kind of like how yeah. if you go to a clinic and you see yeah, the, the, yeah, older, exactly. the older gentleman wearing their candy cane belts, you know, like, okay, I can't go get him. I can't go grab him because usually they're yeah. just there to help out, assist, you know, and watch. They're not there to compete or not compete, but not there to like be thrown and do things to or get things done to them. Um. To me, I have no problem with someone being a casual judo player. I've always talked about it. It's okay to be a casual judo player. I just, I'm so traditionalist. I'm so old school. I don't like these changes things. Like, I'm not a big, like, I might get heat from this from people outside. I'm not a big fan of the checkered belt, okay? I'm not a big fan of the checkered belt. So when you get your fourth, fifth dawn, you get this weird checkered belt. I'm well, not I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of that too, but. I'm, yeah. not, a big, I'm not a big fan of these other, and this is an American thing because America has too much freedom, people always say. I've seen some other people out there changing up their black belts different ways now. You know, it's just, they have their black belt with a bar or a stripe on it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? We don't do that in judo. So I'm kind of old school that way. So I wouldn't want to change something be that, oh, okay, so I'm a black belt, but I'm, assistant or i'm something else i'm gonna have a red stripe on mine like a tongue what about brown belt let's not say black but just start with a brown belt a brown belt okay so if i'm a brown belt with a white bar in it or something white stripe or like i'm talking about stripe along the whole belt yeah yeah i know what you're talking about like the women's belt or like a tongue black a tongue suit for don belt i know what you're talking about i'm just old school i just don't like that you can just tell someone hey i'm i'm just a part-time man hey i'm just casual yeah. You know, tell people that. I think it's easier to say that than it. Yep. It, it would be easier to have a belt just to look and you can just I know. differentiate. I, know. I, I get that. I'm com- That's the I'm- whole thing. You have to just change judo culture. You have to get that to all the federations to understand that or get yeah. to bring it out. Just It's just too much work. Yep. I'm, I'm like conflicted that's, that's about us, it. Though. I'm conflicted. So if, if it does happen, like if someone does do that, I wouldn't be... Um, upset about it i'll be like okay i, I can understand that because like you said it's easy to see someone because you, you have like brown belts that are like junior world champions or like competing at that super high level then you have like we said like a brown belt senior this guy who's just been there for like 20 years you know that that's just doing recreationally so i think you, there it's good to have something that will close that that gap on what the belt represents um because let's be honest right now the belts don't really represent stuff really well let's just say that well it's, like the, well, it's a funny joke because how we have some some of our citrus colors will compete mm-hmm. and tradition is just like all white's white you're all all citrus colors are white mm-hmm. to brown so you go to these tournaments that are just okay all in these turns are just like okay they're white belt division brown belt division black belt division 
And you don't know if that white belt is just starting white belt, six months white belt, which two year white belt, or mm-hmm. just about as get his brown belt white belt. Yep. You know, you never yep. know. So yeah, I think it would be nice. But on the other hand, I I think um, it'll be too much. You know, just it makes it look. It's just kind of weird. I don't like it. Um, so I'm leaning more towards not having that. What I do like is how in Japan you do need a um, like instructors would have like an instructor uh, patch on their belt or their um, key. Yeah. So people know I can go to ask that person for questions, you know, because I get that. I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's because oh, then you would know, OK, I probably shouldn't ask that guy who's like most likely a really good competitor, but doesn't know the names at all. Like, you know, the kids <laughs> given the wrong name or um, given the wrong explanation of some, some stuff. So um, yeah, I do like the instructor thing where it's like not all black belt instructors, but that that's not true in America's sense, you know? So in America, right now, the current culture, as soon as you get a black belt, you're able to teach. So um, yeah. Sad, but true. Sad, but true. All right. So is there anything else you want to talk about during these questions? I think we answered some questions, but also added some questions too. Yeah, we did. Uh, We opened up a barrel of, uh, you know. Can of worms. I was going to say a barrel of monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Because things got crazy out here, man. I got got behind me right now. It's pretty nuts. This this non-disclosed location has gotten nuts on me, right? (laughs) All right. So anything else you want to add then? No? Yeah, I I think uh, I haven't watched John Wick 4 yet. Um, I'm waiting for, I don't, I hate going into movies. So um, hopefully I'll be able to watch it soon and talk about it. If anyone else has watched it, I will be interested in your feedback. No spoilers, please. Um, maybe we'll oh, talk no, about it. No spoiler yeah, guy. Maybe we'll we can talk about it the next episode. Cause we, I think it kind of does go into what we talk about. We, we plan on talking about the next episode. So, right, so it's a three hour movie. You know that, right? Yeah, that's why I hate going and watching in the movies because if I watch it at home, I can pause and go pee and go get a drink or something. They bring two cups with you, you know, one for <laughs> drinking and one for peeing. Man, especially as, a, as an athlete that hydrates a lot, as I get older, I can't hold in my pee as much. So um, <laughs> it's not my prostate, I promise. It's not my prostate, but um, drive it I just drink a lot of water. I just drink a ton of water. And I, I hate the fact that I have to go in a, a movie theater and hold my pee in, not drink water, pay for overpriced stu- uh, concessions and stuff like that. So, um, you pay I, for concessions? I usually sneak stuff in my jacket. You know, matinee uh, shows sneak stuff in your jacket. I try to obey by the rules. That's why I, it's easier for me to just not go than to break the rules and all that kind of stuff. I'm not breaking any rules. What I can't bring right. food into the theater with me? Not, no, you can't. That's why they check your bag sometimes. I never check my bag. Oh, they don't check me. Maybe they changed, but when I, I again, I haven't been to the movie theater since I think the last movie I saw was Interstellar. That was a long yeah. time ago. That's a while. And then the time, the time before Interstellar was like one of the Harry Potter movies when it first came out. So, because <laughs> um, the girl I was dating at the time wanted to see it, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, I don't really go to the movie theaters very often. So, but they might have changed the policy. I love going to movies by myself, usually first showing the day. That way there's no, there's no one there or there's like very few people there. It's like me, maybe two other people. That's the best time to go. No noise. No one bothering you. That's great. Cheapest right. of the day too. <laughs> All right.
So with that, please remember to like, share, subscribe. You can follow us at TommyTalk at Gmail. Oh, I'm fucking up on this shit, okay? <clears throat> My throat got a frog in it. Please remember to like, share, subscribe. You can follow us at the Tommy Talk on Instagram. You can follow us at Tommy Talk at YouTube.com. You want to send us an email message? Why <laughs> yeah. you well, just skip that? Because you messed up already. <laughs> Did I? God yeah, I'll, I'll, hand, I'll handle yeah. it to this time. I'll handle this time. You're Don't good. forget to like, share, and subscribe. No, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out, by the way. No, no you're not cutting this out? Hey, leave it <laughs> and with that, Anthony now will let us <laughs> sign us out. All right. It's because I have my coffee today, so I can do it. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at the gr underscore Juan and me at at Anthony Throws or uh, at Tatami Talk. You can also email email us at Tatami Talk at gmail dot com. And um, what, what was the other? Oh, yeah, you can also leave us a comment here. So or hit hit me up on Reddit or DM or something. So, uh, is there anything else, Juan? Why don't we, you, you can, I'll, 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 we'll reverse roles this time, all right? Okay, okay, okay. okay you <laughs> don't forget to slap your opponent. <laughs> <laughs> no, slap the mat, not them. <laughs>